politics, culture, chaos. It's time to make sense of it all. It's time to have a little fun. This is your afternoon dose of sanity. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast. So Biden's a capitalist. He says, well, he's saying he's going to raise taxes on everybody. Oh, and apparently corporations don't pay taxes. Who knew? So glad we found this out. Oh, he's also going to cure climate change and uh, his tax increases will uh, end every, everything that's bad with the world. Everything. Including jobs, which apparently are bad. Amazing. Good afternoon. Welcome to the podcast. How are you today? How's your day going? All right? Good. I hope uh, I hope it's going well and you're having a nice day. Biden just wrapped up a speech a short time ago. Jen Snarks just wrapped up her uh, White House press briefing. I'll give you lots of overview of both of those events from uh, a short time ago. And uh, there's a lot of confusion about whether or not Biden's advisors, military advisors, told him that he should keep a force of about 2,500 troops on the ground in Afghanistan. Biden denies it. Lots of sources say, nope, we absolutely did. And uh, and nobody knows what the truth is. But my sense is that it's probably probably makes sense they would tell him that, that they should definitely keep a, a force on the ground in Kabul until we got everybody out, at least in Afghanistan. Just keep in, until we got everybody out. But this president is hell-bent on uh, on being a socialist. He really is. It's, it's as if Bernie Sanders wrote the speech he delivered this afternoon. Really is. That's what it sounds like. And just because you say you're a capitalist doesn't make you a capitalist. I can say I'm Batman. It doesn't make me Batman. And I say I'm Batman all the time. My kids think I am. It doesn't make me Batman. Just to say I am. So when Biden stands up there and goes, listen, I'm a capitalist, but I'm going to raise everybody's taxes and, 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 and take more wealth out of the economy and use it for my own purposes and spread it around and build back better and also take care of everybody, it, it, then you're not a capitalist. You're something else. It's called a liberal is what it is. Actually a socialist. Truly, I mean, that's the policies that he's putting forward, putting through socialist policies. But again, remember, just because Joe Biden won the presidency, it also doesn't make him president. <laughs> I mean, legally it does. Technically speaking, it does. But whether or not he's actually president really depends on a variety of factors. Like, for example, does, uh, does he actually call the shots? Is he actually calling the shots and pulling the strings? That is, that is the question. Uh, there's some terrible news down at the border. First of all, the border is an absolute mess right now. Uh, Bill McGullin from, I'm probably not saying that right. He's from Fox LA. He's reporting that border patrol agents in Eagle Pass, Texas found a three month old boy and a two year old girl abandoned on the banks of the Rio Grande while they were patrolling the river yesterday. A note on the infant carrier said they are siblings from Honduras. The children are safe. You know, this is happening, right? Because people think right now is the time to try anything to get into the United States of America. This is exactly what's happening right now. There's also a an absolutely crazy situation happening on the International Bridge in Del Rio, where federal sources say the number of people crossing the border has now increased to 9,300. It was 8,200 this morning and about 4,000 yesterday, mostly Haitians, he's told. So this is this is this is a, a crazy situation that's happening right now uh, down at the border, and at the same time you've got thousands and thousands of people coming in. None of them are vaccinated, I don't think, and they don't have to be vaccinated apparently to be able to come into the country. So you know, just come on in, just hey, come on in, welcome. We we don't turn anybody away in this country apparently. 
Uh, do you remember what uh, the media said about the fact that um, Joe Biden was going to be a, a president who was uh, very, very tough on the Taliban and that uh, the Biden administration was going to make sure the Taliban knew who's boss? You remember that? Remember that? So Fox News has done some great work going down and talking to the Taliban, talking to some of the leadership in the Taliban. And what's really interesting about this is the work that they're doing down there at the in the Taliban and, and what the Taliban is confessing to Fox News. And they're not holding back. One of the Taliban leaders, Hanas Haqqani, the, this is the Haqqani network. These are the bad guys. These are the real bad guys here. And they're not afraid to tell the truth about how happy they are that they won. I mean, they're happy to do it. They're happy to tell everybody. They're happy to tell the world that they're happy that they won. They're not holding back on this. They're not afraid of us. They're not afraid of the United States of America. So they're more than happy to share all these things with the world. And the Haqqani Network leader told Fox's Trey Young, uh, Trey Yanks, excuse me, not Trey Young, Trey Yanks, that you'd also be proud if your heroes kicked out invaders from your land. It's what he said. I have a little bit of a report here from uh, from today from Fox News. It's just doing great work there talking to these people. And uh, this is what Trey Yanks did in his reporting. I'll play this for you. Take a listen here. Let's just go from uh, from about right here. Here we go. Order Trey Yanks for a very rare interview. Trey is joining us now. What did he tell you, Trey? Stuart, good morning. The Taliban says the United States is not living up to their end of the Doha agreement. Today we spoke with Anas Haqqani of the infamous Haqqani Network. This man has ordered hundreds of suicide bombings throughout Afghanistan over the past several years. He was previously imprisoned at the U.S. Bagram Air Base, and now he's speaking out about the American withdrawal from Afghanistan. Getting Americans out of Afghanistan was always the aim of the Afghans. That's why they put suicide vests on their bodies. Getting them out now is a big victory achievement for Afghans. You'd also be proud if your heroes kicked out invaders from your land. I also asked Haqqani about his views about the Biden administration. In an off-camera meeting, he told me the Taliban wants all countries to have consulates and representation in Kabul, though he claims the United States is not living up to their end of the bargain. From the beginning of the agreement in Doha, the United States misused the agreement and broke the rules. The Islamic Emirate, we stand by our agreement. Blacklist of Taliban is also included. Unfortunately, the United States is not doing what they're saying. What they are saying is against the Doha agreement, and they're calling for a new war and causing more chaos. In addition to speaking with Anas Haqqani, we also talked to a special immigrant visa applicant who called on the United States to honor their promises to the Afghan people and those who helped American troops during the war. We'll have more on that story later today. Stuart. Amazing. It's absolutely amazing, isn't it? Openly just bragging about how happy they are that we're gone. But the question, of course, is, did we have to leave in such a manner? Could we have just kept a small group there to make sure we got all the Americans out, got our people out? Because now we're hearing there might be as many as a thousand people left. Still, still to this day, there might be as many as a thousand people left. Uh, The situation over General Milley gets more and more complicated by the day. I think by now it, it we're seeing what we're seeing right now is uh, it, it's true. It's absolutely true that he made this phone call to China. And you know how I know it's true? Because the left is celebrating. That's how. The left is celebrating. This is amazing to me how much, how happy they are that this happened. So on uh, MSNBC, Alicia Menendez, who's uh, Senator Bob Menendez's daughter, 
Jersey girl. She had this uh, this really interesting exchange here with Ted Lieu, Congressman Ted Lieu. Now, again, remember, if 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 the general didn't make this phone call, I don't think Democrats would be out there and that they would be saying that this was a great thing that he did because they wouldn't be able to know. And then if it turns out that uh, what Bob Woodward wrote was BS, then they would go, oh, well, I guess then Trump wasn't crazy and he didn't need to warn them in the first place. You see what I mean? So that's why I think this is true. I think what I think Millie did this, in other words. I think Bob Woodward got this one right. And I don't think it's a distraction away from Afghanistan. Nobody's being distracted from Afghanistan. We're still all over the story. I just wish we could get over this whole idea that we can only talk about one thing at a time. I'll talk about seven or eight things at a time. We can talk about more than one thing. This is not meant to be a distraction against Afghanistan. No, if anything, this makes the Biden administration look incredibly weak. Because now he's got to deal with the situation of generals that are willing to go against the commander-in-chief. Anyway, this is the exchange here. Listen to how happy they are with what Millie is reported to have done here. Did you General Milley do the right thing, sir? Thank you. 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 Thank Neither the Pentagon nor Milley himself denies this reporting. A spokesperson for Milley stating he regularly communicates with chiefs of defense across the world. Let's put this into context. These calls came out of concerns about the president's mental stability. With an unhinged president publicly and privately raging about an election he falsely believed was stolen. The Pentagon was worried Trump would execute a coup with his control of nukes. Here was the Pentagon's response to the allegations of treason. So for him to say if the allegations made in the book uh, by Woodward and, and Costa were, were true, then the chairman should be put on trial for, for treason. Uh, oh, my goodness. Joining me now, Congressman Ted Lieu of California, former HUD Secretary Julian Castro, and the Center for American Progress's Daniela gibbs Leger. Thank you all so much, Representative Listen Lou. Listen how they're going to celebrate this now, right? Your view of Millie's actions and what it says about the state of our democracy, that General Milley ever found this action necessary. Uh, thank you, Alicia, for your question. I previously served on active duty as a JAG, and what General Milley was referring to was a rogue nuclear launch. That will be an illegal order, and military members do not carry out illegal orders. General Milley absolutely did the right thing by trying to prevent anybody See? from carrying out an illegal order. Who was trying to nuke China? Does anybody know who was trying to nuke China? At what point did Trump give an order to, 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 to nuke China? If, he, if Trump had given that order, China would have been nuked. Because if, if Milley wasn't going to carry it out, and, and by the way, it wouldn't be Milley's call to carry it out. He's not even the chain of command of that. But if Trump was going to nuke China, China would have been nuked. So what what is this that Milley stopped China from getting from getting nuclear missiles dropped on their heads? These guys are amazing. But this again, this is all the narrative. They love this narrative that that Trump was crazy and here was this brave man who had to step in and and tell our 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 our, our friends China that uh, don't worry, we got your back. We got this. This craziness. Now, at the same time, the fate of the entire world shouldn't depend on one general. Hmm. And that's why I introduced legislation for years with Senator Markey that would require congressional authorization before the president of the United States can initiate an unprovoked nuclear first strike. An unprovoked nuclear first strike. So that'd be good. Congress will debate whether or not we should nuke a country. Nah, that'll work out well. Yeah, I'm sure that'll be that'll be easy to get done. Why not? Why not try to debate whether or not we could ever use our military 
Maybe make it even more efficient. So that's why I think it's true, by the way. And I don't think it's a, uh, like I said, a distraction on Afghanistan. The Afghanistan situation is a mess. It's a mess. And it's going to continue being a mess because the Taliban are celebrating the fact that we're not there. The worst is yet to come with Afghanistan. I mean, you realize that, right? I hate to say it, but the worst is yet to come. We haven't seen fully what, what, what the Taliban is capable of doing with the Americans who were left behind. We haven't seen what they're going to do with the Americans who were left behind. It's a scary, scary situation. A scary situation. <clears throat> the Biden administration is, um, is at, a, is at a, a real crossroads right now. Because they know that the left is angry with them for a lot of reasons, but they continue to go even further left on everything that they're doing. On everything that they're doing. They love it. They, 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 they're happy to do it. They don't really care. As long as they stay in power, they're fine. Okay? They're fine. As long as they're able to stay in power. And it looks like they're going to be able to stay in power, even though if Joe Biden's not pulling the strings. They're going to be able to stay in power, and there you go. There, there you go. <laughs> So let's let's understand what was said today by uh, by the president of the United States as he went out there today and he gave his his one of his many, many speeches today uh, that he offered all of the cures for everything. And of course, he walked away from the cameras again. His three point five trillion dollar infrastructure bill is going to fix everything, everything. Take a listen. Our Republican friends talk a lot about inflation. But if you want to talk about actually lowering the cost of living for people in this country. My plan does just that. By strengthening the capacity of our economy, while also reducing inflationary pressures over the long run. Here's something else my plan does. It confronts the crisis of extreme weather events that we're seeing all around us and around the world, but just here in America. We see it everywhere. We know it's real. In just the past few weeks, and there's more to come, I've seen the destruction of hurricanes in Louisiana, where winds got up to 100, gusts to 179 miles an hour. A deadly toll from flooding in New York, where 20 inches of rain in New Jersey, more than 11 inches of rain in some areas. More than 5 million acres of our lands and communities have burned to the ground in wildfires just this year alone. Fun times, right? That's more than the size of the entire state of New Jersey burned to the ground. Some people would like if Jersey burned in California, to the ground. I flew Getting. over some of these areas. In addition, there's a severe drought in the West, in the Midwest. Fires, drought, hell. There's Country's a hell. code red out there for the nation. Code red. Did you order the code red? So everything is, uh, is, is terrible. That's why you have to pass this $3.5 trillion infrastructure bill. You got to do it, okay? You have to do it. Uh, you absolutely need to do it right now because everything is on fire and drowning and we're all going to die. We're all going to die. Understand? Good. I'm glad you get that now. Do you remember uh, the time when the White House attacked uh, Governor Ron DeSantis <clears throat> over monoclonal antibody treatment? Do you remember this? You remember that? We learned from the Washington Post today that um, monoclonal antibodies are in fact, uh, they're good now. We're happy with them now. The, the Biden administration is very, very happy with monoclonal antibodies. And in fact, the Biden administration is moving to stave off shortages of monoclonal antibodies. They're so popular and so effective that they're now trying to figure out how they can get more of them. They're purchasing 1.4 million additional doses of monoclonal antibodies. 
The Biden administration, according to the Washington Post, has now moved to, get this out of my way, has moved this week to stave off shortages of monoclonal antibodies, taking the distribution of the critical COVID-19 therapy and purchasing 1.4 million additional doses. The policy change that went into effect Monday is all but certain to result in cuts of the medication to some states, especially seven in the Deep South with high infection rates that have been using about 70% of the national supply. Okay? Do you remember everything that was said about monoclonal antibodies? You remember this? This is what the Post wrote today. The Post informs us that the Biden administration has been so impressed by the impact that Regeneron's treatment has made that it is now seeking to stave off shortages of the drug by purchasing 1.4 million additional doses and telling the Department of Health and Human Services, uh, who is the agency that sets the rules for all this, instead of allowing states, medical facilities, and doctors to order them directly, they now want, they want DHS to do it themselves because there's such soaring demand. It's a sharp turn. A sharp turn now. And uh, and now we need the government to get involved and to make sure that everybody can get them. And we got to figure out how the supply chain will work. Do, do you re- remember what was said by Dr. Leanna Wen on CNN about monoclonal antibodies just last month? Do you remember this? She said, quote, we know what works to prevent people from contracting the disease in the first place, masking and vaccination. We should be focusing on these preventative measures She said, it's really backwards to say that we should be focused on treatment instead of emphasizing prevention and the steps that we know work to stop COVID-19 in the first place. Daily Beast, Dr. Christian Ramers, an infectious disease specialist at the Family Health Centers of San Diego, who proposed that promoting Regeneron's treatment was a backwards strategy. It's so much better to prevent a disease than to use an expensive cumbersome and difficult to use therapy it does not make any medical sense to lean into monoclonal antibodies to the detriment of vaccines it's like playing defense with no offense now this is why people doubt so much of the bs that's, that comes out of the mouth of these medical experts this is why this is why people are, are when they tell them don't try uh uh they go all oh, the hell with you i'll do whatever the hell i want because they just don't trust people they don't trust these because they all say the same things until they don't. They all say the same things until they don't and they say something else. Monoclonal antibodies have been shown to be so incredibly effective, but what was one of the reasons why they didn't want to use them? Do you remember? Governor Ron DeSantis, that's why. Governor Ron DeSantis, he decided that he was going to use monoclonal antibodies. And so what happened? The left put on their jerseys and went out and attacked monoclonal antibodies. If DeSantis uses them, they must be bad. If DeSantis is, if Def Santis wants to use them, they must be bad. That's what they call him, Def Santis. Regeron, uh, Regeneron, excuse me, inspired criticisms of DeSantis have all been rolled into the vague and unfalsifiable allegations that while the company's drug may indeed work, it's DeSantis's promotion of it that has always served a broader political goal, which is that he wants to kill people. Kill them! Now we know that they are, they are so popular and so effective that Jen Psaki says that they are now working to make sure that everybody can have them. Did you know that? Did you know that today? They were going to make sure that everybody has access to the monoclonal antibodies, that no one cannot have them. A month ago, they were the mark of the death Santis governor of Florida. Now, we'll do everything in our power to make sure that you and your loved ones can get them. This is from today. 
lives. And data available showed a waning efficacy of vaccines after a certain number of months. Speaking of the waning efficacy of vaccines, I do have another question about the, the president's COVID mm-hmm. plan. He promised on September 9th that he was going to send 50% more supply of monoclonal antibodies to states. Yet, the Biden administration is cutting supplies in red states by 50%. So, for example, uh, you know, in Florida, they were expecting to get 70,000 doses this week, which they say they need. They're only getting 30,000 doses. And this is not just for unvaccinated people. In South Florida, half the people who are seeking this treatment are fully vaccinated. So why is the Biden administration cutting these supplies? That's not accurate. So let me give you the accurate information. Yes, tell us now. Uh, First of all, we are increasing our distribution this month by 50%. In early August, we were distributing an average of 100,000 doses per week. Now we're shipping an average of 150,000 doses per week. Over the last month, though, uh, and one thing that I think people need to understand for clarity, facts, I know know you're like facts, um, is that monoclonal antibodies are life-saving therapies that are used after infection to prevent more severe outcomes. So clearly the way to protect people and save more lives is to get them vaccinated so that they don't get uh, the COVID to begin with. But over the last month, given the rise in cases due to the Delta variant and the lower number of vaccination rates in some of these states, like Florida, like Texas, just seven states are making up 70% of the orders. Our supply is not unlimited, and we believe it should be equitable across uh, states across the country. Do you- There's been no reports of a, a, a lack of supply, so why cut them to those states only if there's no reports I think of our role as the, as the government overseeing the entire country is to be equitable in how we distribute. We're not going to give a greater percentage to Florida over Oklahoma, nor do I think are you suggesting that. I think we have to move on. Go ahead, Yamish. Oh, let's move on. One question. Let's move on. Uh, A month ago, we said that you're an idiot if you use Regeneron. We blasted everybody. You remember what the New York Times said in August? Uh, that, uh, that, that, that in August they said monoclonal antibodies have long been a key component of the federal strategy to reduce the toll of the worst outbreaks, which is why under President Trump, the federal government brought up the entire supply and distributed to the states for free. Yeah, but you know what they said uh, before that, when people started, started really showing the, the benefits of it? They said that it was, it was a fool's uh, treatment. It was a fool's treatment. And, and something used to downplay the vaccines. Downplay the vaccines, they said. Even DeSantis said, this is not in lieu of vaccination. He said, uh, we are looking to promote Regeneron's therapy. Florida ranked 21st in the nation in giving people of all ages at least one shot. Today, it's 17th. So not only was he pushing vaccinations, Governor Ron DeSantis, he was also pushing monoclonal antibodies. But that did not stop the intelligentsia in Washington, the media, and everybody else to jump all over Regeneron and the antibodies and say that it was ridiculous to even pretend to try to use them. This is exactly what happened. And I'll tell you something. It's the reason why people doubt so much of the information that comes out of Washington, D.C. today. It's the reason why. Whenever these these talking heads come out and they say stuff, then people wind up turning around and going, eh, I don't know. I'm not sure I buy it. I, I don't, I'm not, yeah, I don't know. You people have said so many things and you've twisted over yourselves and there's such political gen- uh, agendas involved here. Such political agendas. And I, and I, for one, have no interest in, in listening to them anymore because they all lie and flip-flop. 
I mean, how many times has Fauci flip-flopped? How many times has Fauci lied about vaccine mandates? Do you, do you, do you remember what Fauci said about vaccine mandates? Do you remember this? Remember, now he talk, he's talking about vaccine mandates for uh, airplanes, for airplane travel. But this is what he said about vaccine mandates. There's no secret that I feel that we should not have central mandates from the federal government. I don't see it on a national level, mm-hmm. merely because of all the situations you have upon encroaching upon a person's freedom to make their own choice. But we don't want to be mandating from the federal government right. the general population. It would be unenforceable and not appropriate. Definitely not. You don't want to mandate and try and force anyone to take a vaccine. We've never done that. I'd be pretty surprised if you mandated it for any element of the general public. That has not happened ever, to my knowledge, at a national level. You're not going to see a central mandate coming from the federal government. That's not going to be, I believe, a centrally mandated process. You can mandate things, but we, we tend not to want to do that centrally. If you let the local institutions like hospitals make the decision, usually that's better than a central federally mandated system. I don't think you'll ever see a mandating of vaccine, particularly for the general public. It is extremely unlikely that you're going to get a central federal mandate vaccines. I I mean, I I cannot see that that's in the cards. It's not, I believe, going to come centrally. I don't think that that would happen, Randy, because it is very, you know, the way our government runs, that we generally don't like to demand that a state does something. And, you know, the nature of our government, our society is a federalist. Most of the time you leave a degree of independence and decision making to the state and local authorities. So I don't think that that would occur. But it's not going to be mandated from the federal government. But for the general population, you can. I doubt very seriously Mm -hmm. if it will be a central federally. All right, so you get the point. Do you remember, um, I mean, there's so many clips of him saying it. That's the thing. It goes on and on. Do you remember the time that Ron DeSantis was attacked? Speaking of uh, Regeneron and monoclonal antibodies, do you remember the time that he was attacked because... Uh, they said that he was only promoting this because he had a donor. Do, do you remember this whole thing? This is a little news report of this, just to refresh your memory. Uh, there was an AP report that linked DeSantis's donor's hedge fund to COVID-19 treatment. The, the same Regeneron that now the White House is is ordering and is now having the Department of Health and Human Services uh, distribute so that they can make sure that everybody gets it fairly because they want to make sure that everybody has access to it. That, that same Regeneron. The same Regeneron monoclonal antibody treatment that the media laughed and chided and said, oh, ho, 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 death Santis, death Santis, you're killing people. Remember this? All right, Orange Theory, oh, hang on a second here. Sorry, wrong thing. Hang on. Hang on. There we go. Governor DeSantis has made several stops around the state this week as he announces the opening of more of the state-run antibody treatment clinics. This comes as his office is pushing back against an Associated Press report that one of DeSantis's top contributors has a significant stake in Regeneron. Tarek is joining us now with more on this controversy. Tarek. The Associated Press reported Wednesday that the CEO of Citadel, who donated more than $10 million to a DeSantis-friendly political committee in recent years, runs a hedge fund that owns millions of dollars of shares in Regeneron, which sells the monoclonal antibody treatment. 
This has been available for a long time. It's a widely recognized uh, treatment uh, for people that have early stage COVID-19. Again, the state of Florida isn't paying for this. The patients aren't paying for this. It's Governor Ron DeSantis attempting to clear the air when asked Wednesday about the connection between one of his major donors and the company Regeneron. Citing SEC filings, the AP reported that Citadel, a Chicago-based hedge fund run by CEO Ken Griffin, holds at least $15.9 million in shares of Regeneron Pharmaceuticals. It's worth noting that Citadel is not one of the company's top 100 shareholders. Griffin has also donated $10.75 million to a political committee that supported DeSantis over the past three years. But notably, it's not unusual for hedge funds or institutions to donate to political committees or campaigns. Now, think about this now. They go after him over his pushing of a treatment that now the White House, it's so effective that they're actually cutting the supply of in Florida. There should almost be a law passed that they're not allowed to take away any of the Regeneron monoclonal antibody treatment from Florida just because of what DeSantis had to go through. Because of, of all the lies that were told by the media that DeSantis was only promoting this because A, he wants people to die, and B, because he had a top donor who made this ineffective treatment that is now so effective, we're buying more and more of it. <laughs> Again, this is why people don't trust the media either. This is also why people don't trust the media. We don't trust people like Fauci and, and all the talking heads, and we don't trust the media because these people all lie, and they push such political agendas and narratives all the time. And I said this this morning on the show. It's it's almost to a point of where you don't even know who you can trust anymore. Do you ever feel that way? I feel this way all the time. I, I feel this way all the time. Scientist was just in Jacksonville last week promoting the monoclonal antibody treatment, which has been proven effective against COVID-19 and the Delta variant, and announcing the state would begin opening treatment centers for COVID-19 patients throughout Florida. The it's governor announced two more sites today in Ormond Beach and Pasco County. It's worth mentioning that neither Florida nor Floridians are paying for these antibody treatments. The federal government bought out the company's 1.5 million dose stockpile earlier this year. Since the governor started promoting the monoclonal treatment therapy last week, Regeneron's stock price has risen by 8.5%, according to the NASDAQ data, going from $600 a share last Thursday to $650 this afternoon. DeSantis's press office contacted the Associated Press and News for Jacks, asking news outlets to change the headline of the story. We refused and contacted the governor's office with follow-up questions today about his staff's issues with the AP story and what message the governor has for Floridians in response to that story. Yeah, there's always people trying to push political agendas, partisan narratives, regardless of facts, trying to gaslight people, trying to... Yeah, well, I, I think it's, it's very uh, obvious that Ron DeSantis is vindicated by all this. Vindicated. He was castigated for months for using Regeneron. Uh, constantly. They didn't work. Remember they said that didn't work? Yeah, Regeneron doesn't work. The treatment doesn't work. In fact, there was a story that came out that, that even said, uh, no, Regeneron did not cure Donald Trump of COVID-19, and there was no excuse for that infomercial in front of the White House. That was because after the president, the former president, got sick, you remember? He said that he, he, he thanked his progress based on the monoclonal antibodies. And Trump said that we don't need to worry about the coronavirus because there is effectively now a cure, which he meant was a treatment. And 
at the time they did that, at the time he did that, everybody jumped all over him and said, no, 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 that's ridiculous. Ridiculous. And now we realize how incredibly effective it is. Well, that's why we always say on this podcast that we do this. Corn Pop was No, not that. Dude. Smart, funny podcast. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast. Indeed it is, and I'm glad you're here today. So let's uh, talk more about uh, the capitalist uh, Joe Biden, who's a socialist and wants to raise all your taxes, shall we? Because I think it's uh, particularly interesting that Joe Biden calls himself a capitalist when he literally says, I'm going to raise your taxes. And I'm going to raise taxes on corporations. And says corporations don't pay their fair share, which is a lie, of course. That is a lie, an absolute lie. And you know it and I know it. And uh, I think it's just pretty funny because Joe Biden is so full of it. He's just a puppet on the strings pulled by people that have big, big socialist agendas. And he doesn't care, really. He's just happy to be there, don't you think? Yes, the pandemic has caused a lot of economic problems in the country. So have your policies. But the fact is our economy faced challenges long before this pandemic struck. Yeah. Working people were struggling to make it long before the pandemic arrived. Big corporations and the very wealthy were doing very well before the pandemic. That's why I've said, starting back in my campaign for president, that it's not enough to just build back. We have to build back better than before. And that's how it all begins. Big corporations and super wealthy have to start paying their fair share of taxes. They pay more money than anybody it's all else. overdue. I'm not out to punish anyone. I'm a capitalist. Oh, right. If you can make a million or a billion dollars, that's great. God bless you. We'll take more of it. All I'm asking is you pay your fair share. There he does with the whisper again. Pay your fair pay share. Pay your fair share. Just like middle class I'm, folks do. I'm in the house. I'm in, he's in the house. Uh, how about this? How about the people that make all this money spend lots of it in the economy? The left thinks that they just hoard it under their, their bedroom, like under their mattress, and never spend it. And they all sit in their mansions with their fireplace. Like in the, in the mind of a liberal or socialist, everybody is Montgomery Burns from The Simpsons. And they have a fire going, and they, yes, and they, they, they sit on their money. They don't leave the house. They don't spend it. They don't do anything with it. And so it, they just hoard it. That's it, and and then it doesn't do anything in the economy. They never account for the fact that rich people spend money, and uh, and corporations get people jobs and make investments. That all lead to people in the economy uh, doing very very well, as opposed to the government robbing their money and then redistributing it to this 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 imaginary group of people that are suffering out there. That a government check is somehow going to help. How's the government gonna, check going to help anybody who's struggling out there? A, a job, a good career, that's what's going to help. But the idea that, 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 that more handouts, m- more government services, that's going to make the difference. That's going to help people who are incredibly poor. Yes, at the very, very bottom of the, of the poverty line, sure. It's going to help them get by. It'll be a lifeline. Not going to change their life. It's not going to make things better for them. But there's nothing in Biden's proposal to do a damn thing to help the middle class. And what you're going to have is you're going to have more companies leave the country again. You're going to have more countries leave the country and more countries take money off, uh, offshore and then it's it's going to be a situation where, once again, the economy is hurt by all this. It's going to be hurt by all this. And when you say that, and Biden said that since the pandemic, billionaires have seen their wealth go up by $1.8 trillion, simply not fair. The, the IRS right now is collecting more money than they ever have before. The Internal Revenue Service is collecting more money than they ever have in a very, very long time. Because people are making money and then they're paying more. They're, they're paying more. 
Now, the lies that are told out there, like today on, on MSNBC, somebody said, oh, the Commerce Secretary putting out the lie, teachers and plumbers pay a higher tax rate than the wealthiest Americans. <laughs> right. This is, again, the lie that, that is continuously being told over and over again. Oh, Biden, I mean, look, Biden's going to probably get this passed because uh, unless Joe Manchin stops it, he's, he's their only hope. And Joe Manchin has said, I'm not going to go down this road of, of, of more government spending and more government policies because he's a sane person. And he knows how dangerous all this really is. Joe Manchin knows how dangerous this is to have more handouts and more welfare. And that's exactly what Biden's talking about here. That's exactly what Biden's talking about. Jen Psaki spins so many lies today, but in some ways you have to understand something. For Jen Psaki, that's her job. That's literally her job. Because Joe Biden's going to say, he's going to read something on the teleprompter, and then he's going to stop, turn his back on America, and walk away. And that's what he's going to do. He's going to show America the first back. And that's what he does all the time. Shows America the first back and says, hey, take a look at my back. Check this out. Look at this back. Look at this. Huh? Oh, yes. Look at this. Uh, I got to play this audio for you real quick before I let you go. I tweeted this out today. This is a creepy dude at Target. All right. So this video was taken uh, today and it was put on Twitter uh, by uh, this this guy that put this out there. And I'm trying to think of who put this out here today. I'm not sure. Anyway, it's a good video. This is it's this weirdo in Target who's uh, coming up to this woman and and just completely harassing her over and over and over again because she's not wearing a mask. Now I got to describe this guy for you. Right. So he's got like a crocodile Dundee hat on. I don't know. Maybe he's from down under like the Australian prime minister is. You heard that, right? Biden forgot his name. So he goes, hey, yeah, that fellow back there, the, uh, the, the, the guy from down under. Yeah, crocodile Dundee over there. So this dude's in Target. He's got a T-shirt on and it's like one of those tight T-shirts. So his belly, you can prominently see his belly. He's got baggy pants on. He claims to be married to an infectious disease doctor. Now, I don't know uh, any infectious disease doctor would be married to this dude. He's got a pin on that says I'm vaccinated. And this woman in Target is not wearing a mask. So this guy comes over and starts harassing her and mansplaining to her, <clears throat> as, uh, as good little liberals do all the time. Uh, because they know better than you, they're smarter than you, and, and uh, they need to educate you. And I'm just wondering, who has the time to just wander the halls of Target looking to harass random women who aren't wearing masks? I guess creeps that are either married to rich doctors or creeps that are on government handouts who pretend they're married to rich doctors. But this guy clearly does not have a job. He's rocking like a mullet, too. <coughs> no offense to mullets. Mullets can be fantastic. I just mean his is not. This is what he said today. You're listening to this. Be a threat, but... Really? You're vaccinated? Yes, I am. Oh, you are? Because I already have natural immunity. Yeah. You're not going to follow me around in the store and point at me to people. So I will video you. So we have a state regulation that... Uh, and it's not a law. You're an idiot. No. Oh, oh, so you're going to insult me now. So my wife leave is a... Leave her alone. Oh. You hear all the people yelling, leave, your, leave her alone? Here. Leave her alone? Oh, is she? What are you doing? I'm this is, between, this is Sir? between the two of us. So what? Leave her alone. You got your mask on your face. And he I'm follows sure you're vaccinated her. Too. He follows he her. He has a badge that says it. I do. Uh, not so a my badge, wife is a, a doctor who specializes in infectious disease. Mm-hmm. No, she's so, not. you know, do you it's think that she just choice. doesn't know what she's talking about? It's her choice. It's her choice. Just yeah. leave her alone. No, there's a store requirement and a state requirement. It's, it's not a mandate. Mandate. It's not your job. You can harass her. It's what do you all of our job for? as a community to come together. It's all of our job as a community. Such a liberal. Right? He was following me. He Put the rest of us at risk. He's vaccinated. I know. And he has a badge on. Stop following me. Here's my job. I'm a member of the 
Why isn't this guy arrested for harassment is what I want to know. He's a good little liberal, that's why. By publicly shaming me? Yeah, you're making a bad decision. You're a bad American. You're a bad American. You're so judgmental. Yeah, you're a bad person. You're a bad person for doing it. not a bad person because my mom was vaccinated and still ended up in the hospital with COVID. It's her choice. Yeah, well, it's very, very unusual. Oh, right. It's not unusual. I just had somebody die last week. of doctor specializes in infectious disease. Are you saying that she just makes this stuff up? Probably. She has a choice and you have a choice. I wish you could see this dude's baggy pants. Actually, you can on Twitter. This video goes on for a few minutes of this guy harassing this woman. But there's people like this out there. Isn't that amazing? There are people like this out there who, who have the time on their hands to just follow women around in stores and, and, and stalk them and harass them. Creepy, dude. Creepy. And, and, and I should mention, too, if he is married to an infectious disease doctor, she's going to be very embarrassed when she sees this video and going, what are you doing all day? That you're just w- randomly walking around Target and 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 annoying women. What are you What are you doing? Would you get a life? I can't believe you're my husband. You now this is why I don't believe that he's married to an infectious disease doctor, and and that I don't believe anything he says after that. Actually, because I think he's clearly uh, full of it. This would be a male Karen. No offense to Karens, by the way. Poor Karens have to live with that. Now this is just a male Karen. So in summation, the media owes. DeSantis a lot, uh, an apology for all their BS about Regeneron. Joe Biden wants to raise your taxes, but he's a capitalist. <clears throat> and uh, there's nothing to see at the border. Everything's fine. Everything's going fine at the border. Oh, and also the Taliban's very happy that we're out. The left is celebrating General Milley. It's a good summation for you. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope you're caught up to speed. Enjoy the rest of your day today. Thank you.